Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. And on today's program, I have quite a colorful assortment of records in front of me. Not that you would necessarily know, but (laughs) the labels of these things today. Everything from nice red and purple labels to orange and black and dark blue. And I wish you could see them all. It's a really beautiful spread, and I think they'll sound almost as good as they look. Got some interesting records spanning the years 1917 up until, oh, I guess about 1955 or so. So a pretty broad range on today's Shellac Stack program. We're going to start with a record by Bud Freeman, saxophone player, along with drummer Ray McKinley. They made this for the Majestic label in October of 1945. The two are credited with composing it. It says on the label, An Impression by Bud Freeman and Ray McKinley. The title of this is The Atomic Era. forward-looking piece that's called The Atomic Era, composed and played by Bud Freeman and Ray McKinley. 
That was Majestic Record number 1031. And that welcomes you to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm so glad you found our little program and took the time to tune in. I'm going to try to keep you entertained this hour with a selection of 78 RPM records, dance bands, a few vocalists, zither records, uh, boogie-woogie piano records, uh, even some musical spoons later on. we got a whole bunch of neat things to listen to on today's show. And we're going to continue now with a record on the Jeanette label. I was so happy to find this in a junk shop, oh, I don't know, four or five years ago. It's by Piggy Jones and his orchestra. At least that's what the label says. And at the time I found this, I was tempted to take it at face value as being by Piggy Jones and his orchestra, because as some of you know, Jeanette Records was one of the few labels in the mid-1920s to operate a full-time studio outside of New York City. They did have a studio in New York, but they also had one in Richmond, Indiana. Why Richmond, Indiana? Well, Jeanette was a subsidiary of the Star Piano Company, and Richmond, Indiana is where they had their piano factory. And so they installed a recording studio on the grounds of the Star Piano Factory and cut records there. And what's interesting about those is that many of them feature territory bands who never made it to New York, who just played around the Midwest in Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin. And if they recorded at all, it was usually for Jeanette. They would head over to those studios in Richmond, Indiana, and cut a few records. And so you get to hear bands that you otherwise wouldn't get to hear. And I thought Piggy Jones and his orchestra might be one of these obscure Midwestern bands. Well, (laughs) long, long way to say, no, it's not. It's actually a pseudonym for a New York studio band led by Nathan Glantz. Rats. Uh, But it's actually a pretty good record. And although it's not in very good shape, I'd still like to share it with you. It's Jeanette 3104 on the nice red label. A song by Gus Kahn and Walter Donaldson. Recorded July 16th, 1925. This is Yes Sir, That's My Baby. And I'd like to draw your attention to the xylophone player on this record who is just uh, <laughs> just something else. A real, <laughs> real piece of work. Listen to this. It's a lot of fun. Here's Yes Sir, That's My Baby. Thank you. 
crisp little performance by Isham Jones and his orchestra. Even if the recording was something less than crisp, (laughs) that was one of those early Brunswick electrical recordings that sounded kind of boxy. Made in New York on October 2nd, 1925, Brunswick 2963, that was called Oh Boy What a Girl, a tune written by Bud Green along with Frank Wright and Frank Bessinger. Uh, Frank Wright and Frank Bessinger were known on radio and on records as the Radio Franks. They performed quite a bit. I think that song was also recorded successfully by Eddie Cantor at about that time. He probably had what we might consider the hit version of it. Before that, we heard a nifty little tune called Beets and Turnips, co-composed by Cliff Hess and Fred Allert. From October of 1924, that was the Varsity 8, one of the many pseudonyms for the California Ramblers, who recorded so prolifically in the mid to late 1920s. That was Cameo 640. And we started off the set with that really neat little version of Yes Sir, That's My Baby, played by, well, the label says Piggy Jones and his orchestra, but it's really Nathan Glantz, studio band leader in New York with his studio group. But what a terrific xylophone player on that. I wonder if that might have been George Hamilton Green or, well, somebody very good and uh, really going to town on Jeanette 3104 from July 16th, 1925. All right, uh, up next, I've got a record that doesn't sound too promising, but it's really, really great, I think. This is Milt Shaw's Detroiters on the Crown label, Crown number 3002, a very early Crown record from October of 1930. Paul Small is the vocalist. The tune is called What's the Use of Living Without Love? And it's in something of a minor mode, but it gets pretty hot. you got a nice trumpet solo, some good trombone and clarinet work as well. See what you make of this. Really good record. Milt Shaw's Detroiters. What's the Use of Living Without Love? Thank you. 
like a clown in a one-horse country town. I'm hazy, I'm crazy, I guess that I'm in love. She's just a farmer's daughter, but say, oh, pal, you water meet her every evening in the moonlight down by the old mill stream. Why, I've streamed and I've steamed and you know what I mean. I'm falling, I'm falling, and I don't need a shower. Because I'm knee deep in daisies and head over heels in love.
started that set back in October of 1930 with Milt Shaw's Detroiters, What's the Use of Living Without Love? Despite the title, quite a hot little record that was crowned 3002, Paul Small was the vocalist. After that, it was George Olson and his music, I'm Knee Deep in Daisies and Head Over Heels in Love. Victor 19761, Fran Fry and Bob Rice were the vocalists, though not credited on the label. That was from August 21st, 1925, a recording made in New York City, and I, I really like the sound of that record. It has such a spacious ambiance to it. We've wrapped up the set with The Rounders, and if you recognize the vocalist, Tom Stacks, you might have guessed correctly that that was a Harry Reeser group. The tune there is called Make My Cot Where the Cot Cot Cotton Grows, a song that's been on my mind a lot recently. Earlier this year, I put out a CD on my Rivermont label, by Matt Tolentino and the Singapore Slingers, a terrific full 18-piece dance band out of Dallas, Texas. They recorded quite a number of tunes of the 20s and 30s, including Make My Cot Where the Cot Cot Cotton Grows. And if that piques your interest, I'd encourage you to head over to the Rivermont Records website, www.rivermontrecords.com. Type in Singapore Slingers, you'll find the CD and you can listen to a few sample cuts, uh, including, I think, Make My Cot Where the Cot Cot Cotton Grows. Uh, It's just such a good tune, and they do such a good job with it. That was Domino 4056. Okay, up next I've got a record by a rather mysterious group called The Pebbles. We know this was a group composed of Alphonsus Aji and Baxter White. They played guitar and ukulele and sometimes sang, though nobody sings on this particular record. They made their first record in St. Louis for the Brunswick label in mid-1926, and that has led some to speculate that they may have originated in the St. Louis area. This particular record, made for Victor the following year, was recorded in Chicago at 952 North Michigan Avenue. The tune here by Fred Rose is called Deep Henderson, and they give it a really interesting guitar and ukulele treatment. I wish the Pebbles had recorded more. Alas, they only made four sides for Victor, two sides for Brunswick, and I think that's about all. This is Victor 20774. Here are the pebbles. Thank you. 
rather mysterious duo of Alphonsus Agee and Baxter White, recording under the name of The Pebbles, a really interesting version of Deep Henderson, Victor 20774 from 1927. I do wish The Pebbles had recorded a bit more than the six sides that they did. Some have speculated they may have toured the vaudeville circuits in the Midwest. Hopefully one of these days a little more information about the group will come to light. Okay, let's continue now with a bit of fancy boogie-woogie playing by Gene Rogers at the piano. This is one of his own compositions called the Rhapsody Boogie. It's Joe Davis record number 8888 from about 1945. Here's Gene Rogers. Thank you. 
a charming little record that may sound familiar to you, even if you've never heard that exact recording before. The label calls it Zither Rhythm of Anton Karras, and it was played on the zither by, you guessed it, Anton Karras, <laughs> London record 627, released in about 1951. A few years earlier, Anton Karras had been an unknown musician playing in the taverns of Vienna, and in the summer of 1948, director Carol Reed arrived in the city scouting out locations for his upcoming film, The Third Man. He was in a little tavern where he heard Anton Karras playing zither in the background and was so taken with it, he decided he'd like to feature his zither playing as the soundtrack to the film. At first, Anton Karras balked. He said he wasn't a composer. He wasn't uh, really up to the task. But the director, Carol Reed, insisted, brought Anton Karras back to London with him, and Anton Karras stayed there until he had composed and performed all the music for the film. His third man theme became a big hit worldwide and spawned a couple of follow-ups, of which this is one, Zither Rhythm of Anton Karras. Nothing else quite caught on, though, like the original third man theme. His other records are a little harder to find, and within a few years he had sort of faded back into obscurity. What a nice little record, the Zither Rhythm of Anton Karras. Before that, violinist Eddie South and his Alabamians, La Rosita by Paul Dupont, recorded in Chicago December 2nd, 1927. That was Victor 21151. And we started the set with Gene Rogers at the piano, 
Rhapsody Boogie, a Joe Davis record from about 1945. Before we continue, I'll pause briefly and say if you're enjoying the Shellac Stack and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Feel free to send along any comments, questions, suggestions, or requests that you may have. I also like to take a moment and draw your attention to this Patreon page for the Shellac Stack, a place you can throw a few bucks this way to help out with the expenses of producing and bringing this program to you, if you feel so inclined. That's patreon.com slash shellacstack, patreon.com slash shellacstack. I'd like to thank the two dozen or so folks who have already contributed a little money through the Patreon page. It helps me pay for software licenses, for web hosting, for delivering the content to you for bandwidth, all of those kinds of things. And so my thanks to everyone who has contributed so far. Okay, more music now. Here's Ed Farley's orchestra. Ed Farley, back in the mid-1930s, had co-composed a big hit called The Music Goes Round and Around. And indeed, that's what we'll hear here, played by Ed Farley's orchestra, a Delvar record from about 1949. After that, we'll hear from Ted Fiorito and his orchestra from 1936, Muzzy Marcelino and the debutantes will sing Just One of Those Things, classic Cole Porter song, and we'll wrap up the set with Shep Fields and his Rippling Rhythm Orchestra. Kind of a funny title for Shep Fields to be playing, <laughs> given his uh, long association with blowing bubbles. The song is I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. It's MGM 10823 from about 1950. Thelma Grayson and the Ripplers are the vocalists. But first up, here's Ed Farley's orchestra, The Music Goes Round and Round. Mr. Farley, what about this music goes round and round business? You blow through here.
just one of those things just one of those crazy things one of those bells that now and then rings just one of those things it was just one of those nights just one of those fabulous flights a trip to the moon on gossamer wings just one of those things if we thought a bit at the end of it when we started painting the town we'd have been aware that our love affair was too hot not to cool down so goodbye dear and amen here's hoping we meet now and then it was great fun but it was just one of those things
For a while in the 1940s, Shep Fields had taken a bit of a break from the whole rippling rhythm thing where he blew bubbles into a little glass of water. But of course, he had to pull that old trick out again for I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles from 1950. Before that, Ted Fiorito's orchestra from 1936, a Decca record, just one of those things. And we started off the set with Ed Farley's orchestra, The Music Goes Round and Round, a very odd-sounding piano, on the Delvar label from 1949. With the time we have left, we'll hear a record by Wilbur Sweatman and his jazz band, a vertically cut Pathé record, number 20167, from March of 1917. It's a tune by W.C. Handy called the Joe Turner Blues. This is fairly early for a record to be labeled a jazz record, March of 1917. It was only about that time that the very first so-called jazz record by the original Dixieland Jazz Band came out. And then if time permits, we'll slip in a record by Mr. Jojo Spoons with Backroom Joe and the Boys. <laughs> Pennant, number 329, from about 1955, Alabama Jubilee. But first up here is Wilbur Sweatman's jazz band, Joe Turner Blues. Thank you. 
<laughs> so help me, I like a good Spoons record. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the Shellac Stack. I want to thank you again for taking time to tune in and listen to these records with me. I hope you enjoyed at least some of them. In the meantime, I'll start pulling out records for the next one. And we'll see you then for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.